Hey guys, welcome back to another week, another episode with Just Evanson at Podcast. Um, this is recorded separately from uh, the actual call between me and tonight's guest, uh, Jacob Bynum. There was, I don't know what the hell happened as far as the audio goes for the first, I don't know, maybe minute, but it, it, I promise you it does clear up and and comes through. Um, but what I, what got messed up was something I do want to put out there. Um, Don from defygear.com. Uh, he is a listener to podcast. He is the, um, the, uh, manage managing partner with defy group, um, well defy gear. Uh, he, sent me a message on Sniper's Hide saying, hey, he loved the show, heard me talk about some issues that I had with um, with my Atlas bipod, uh, like everyone else has, the same problem everyone else has, which is, you know, you get it tight with that lug on the bottom. When This is the non-cal uh, versions. Um, and uh, he has a locking lever that you put to it and it basically keeps it tight and it's easy to tighten or loosen if you need to. Um, and he wanted me to try it out and see what I thought. And if I liked it to, to uh, or even didn't like it to, uh, to bring it up on the podcast. And, uh, he sent me a couple of them. I actually forgot about it. And then he, uh, they showed up in the mail. Um, and, uh, I put it on one of my rifles and just played around with it. And I mean, I haven't shot in a match yet, but so far I've, the damn thing seems to work. So if, if you've got an Atlas and you're tired, like a PSR, the, uh, the V8 or, you know, any of the normal, um, Atlas models, the non cal that actually has like the, the pod lock on it on the backside, uh, and, and you're, you're tired of, of dealing with that, then by all means go give them a look. Um, at everything, the prices are affordable. He also sent me a, a little pick, uh, excuse me, not pick rail, a, uh, Arca rail section that uses them lock that I'm going to put on my Grendel, um, coyote gun. So that's uh, a perfect place for it. And just to hook into my tripod and go from there. So Don, I appreciate that. Um, liking the product so far, dude. Um, and also this is a little shout out to uh, Christian with vision products. Um, if you remember the podcast back with Sam, um, Sam Burns with accuracy obsession, uh, he mentions that he's now working through, um, Christian at vision in Norway. And he is the one that's cutting the accuracy obsession chassis and then importing them into the United States. And, uh, he, he listened to the podcast, Christian listened to the podcast and liked it apparently. And, uh, it's pretty cool because he also makes trigger shoes for AIs. He, he machines out his own skeletonized, cool looking trigger shoe. And, uh, he posted, apparently I'm not on social media anymore, so uh, I didn't see it, but Sam sent me a screenshot of it. He had posted on his social media of a picture of the trigger that on his rifle that at the top of the trigger shoe, he's got engraved just F and send it. I thought that was really cool. So shout out to Christian. Um, and uh, I hope you really enjoyed the podcast, but, uh, without further ado, uh, here comes the episode with Jacob. That was just the things that got fucked up in the, uh, the audio debacle. And then after that, you don't miss anything else. So, um, uh, here's Jacob. And this is my first time actually recording a separate, um, section of audio to then hopefully I can figure out how to splice it in with the actual, um, recorded audio from the episode. So 
Uh, here it goes anyway, but I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode and thanks for all the support guys. All right. I'm, I, I was getting you for a while then you started to cut out on me. Right. Son of a bitch. I don't know how much of that was even recorded, but can you hear me? It shows that it sh- yeah, I can hear you now. It shows that you're recording the call on my yeah, screen. Okay. All right. It's whatever it is that I was hearing is quieter now. I don't know if it was okay. a dishwasher, dryer. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, it's, it's a lot quieter now, so that's awesome. Um, anyway, tonight's guest, guys, sorry for that snafu, uh, needs no introduction. I have, once again, my good friend and uh, uh, Jacob Bynum here with me. How's it uh, going, Dave? Jacob, doing good, buddy. How are you doing down there in God's country? <clears throat> no complaints, man. No complaints. We've got uh, the training season kicked off. Got a PR 1 and 2 going on this week, so... Great students, um, great weather. We've had awesome weather down here. It, we haven't had any of that crap like like everybody else in the country. Yeah, I don't know what it is, dude, but, I mean, here in North Carolina, the way this is the way it works. We've had, I mean, it's high today. It was like 41 with the wind chill in the low 30s. But uh, it's been rain. It's yep. been nothing but rain. It's rain every day or every other day. If you get two days of sunshine in a row, you're killing it. But yep. yet, when it gets to be 100 degrees here, we couldn't, you know, pray for a drop of rain. Yeah. So, it's just miserable. Everything's wet. The water table is so high. As soon as it even thinks about sprinkling, everything's flooded. It <laughs> sucks. So, it's good It's good to hear that y'all are not experiencing that down there. No, man. We've, we've been, all the classes that we did in the in the fall were kind of, kind of strange because we never had a weather day. And all the stuff that we've done so far this year, too, no weather days. So, we've been, we've been real blessed. Wall-to-wall sunshine, normally. So it's real good. Nice. I'm jealous. I'm really jealous. <laughs> so anyway, so, okay. For anybody who hasn't seen it yet, Jacob Bynum has finally blessed us with a podcast of his own. It is a rifles only accuracy podcast. And the first episode is, is you and, and Dave Thomas, not the guy yep. from Wendy's selling chicken. No, not him. But no, uh, not him. Different he would have he would have been a good friend to have, man, because of A he's worth a lot of money. B he makes a hell of a spicy chicken sandwich. I mean <laughs> that's the truth. But uh and no, Dave Thomas is is D D Thomas on Sniper's Hide. He's a uh, moderator over there and a, and a big contributor over there, and he's down there in your area. And so let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about the podcast, man. So how the first episode was awesome. I loved it. The, the content was awesome. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I appreciate that. The um <clears throat> Fortunately, I had I had some practice being on podcast with you and and Frank <laughs> and Kalen, so it, I had I had some a little bit of practice at it. So I hope I didn't sound like a, a total idiot. But um, but we just wanted to get out there. It, it's it's basically the the whole theme of it is you know everything center fire and rim fire. You know we um, the guiding principle of rifles only has always been to make better shooters. And um, after doing it for so long, we we kind of got the hang of it. Um, I, I think. But you know it's like I always say in my classes. As soon as I think I'm a pretty good shooter, that bullet comes up and lets me know that I'm not near as badass as I think I am. So, you know, I guess there's <laughs> going to be a learning curve on this one, too. Um, but, you know, we enjoy it. Uh, we're really going to be pushing uh, sections in it. You know, first we want to talk about, you know, what our, our mission is, uh, what we want to do during the podcast, just kind of introduce the podcast. We want to have an accurate accuracy section because it is the accuracy podcast. And that'll consist of everything from 
safety to fundamentals of marksmanship to different props that you would shoot off or different scenarios that you might be in, whether it's a hunting competition or the guys that do it for a living. And so from there, we'll move into uh, news, you know, different things, kind of like what you did earlier. You got a new product that's out there. You know, somebody needs a little shout out on that because, you know, we're, we're testing this or testing that. And just kind of want to make it, you know, just a conversation and then have people. You're going to be on it for sure. I'm not I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. So uh, who, who am I to defy that? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking forward to having you on as a guest as well, you know, as well as Frank, Kalen, the rest of the guys that are out there. But, yeah, man, it, it's real exciting. We're going to we're supposed to we're going to be doing episode two tomorrow. And so it should pop out pretty soon. Awesome. I tell you what, back what you said, uh, you, you, you've had practice prior to podcasts even existing, Jacob, because <laughs> what you do on a day to day basis is, uh, I mean, you basically do a podcast for the amount of people that are standing in front of you when you're teaching a class or if you're at some type of conference or if you're at shot show, or if you're just dicking around with friends and you're talking about precision rifle, you know, your ability to communicate and get a point across about the intricacies of long range precision shooting. Uh, you've got it down so well that, uh, it's, I mean, Anybody who ta- who's never even seen a rifle before, one day with you, it's amazing amount of the information that they can get and obtain. Not simply because of the Im- information that you that you have to give, but how you give it. You give it in a way that people can actually soak it in. And so, just by doing that, you make a living off of talking. You make a living off of, of, of conveying information to people and showing them the way of how to do a particular task. And in that particular task, you happen to be the, my opinion, the absolute authority on. And so you now all you got to do is sit in front of a microphone and hit a red button and you got an epic podcast. All you have to have, do is have a subject and you are killing it. Well, I hope so. That that's, uh, that's one of those things I kind of, I kind of pride myself on being able to handle the way a student learns. Cause if I got 10 people in the class, there's 10 people who learn in 10 different ways. And so right. I'm, I might, I might explain the same topic in 10 different ways to 10 different people saying exactly the same thing, but you know, that's, that's what we get paid for. You know what I mean? We get paid to do that because that student's never going to get that time back. So you want to make sure that they get as much out of their time with you as you possibly can give them. Yeah. And, um, it's, uh, when you've, when you've got like people like me, I, I'm not going to say I have a learning disability where I can't learn something, but I've got to go through a few more hoops than may say maybe the next guy to go to, to learn the same exact information at the same exact level of, uh, of, um, uh, what, how do you want to call it? Um, you know, we understand it the same amount, right? Right. So, and, and your ability to paint this picture this way for this guy, and then a picture that I can understand it equal to him. I mean, that's talent. And the fact that, you know, you have that ability makes your job for you a lot easier. And that's something you've worked on, I'm sure over years of, of doing it. Yeah, I wasn't always like that. You know, it's it's uh, you know, there's like everything. There's a learning curve and there's a there's definitely a learning curve to teaching. And so um, I don't know. I, I like to say that, you know, our our course, our flagship course, PR one and two, it used to be six days and about 800 rounds, whatever it was back in the beginning. It's hard for me to even remember. 
but now it's four and a half days, 350 rounds, and we're doing 10 times as much. So Right, exactly. The, you, the students walking away with more information than they did in less time and less rounds downrange. Exactly. And I think that's kind of an advantage now because you know what the ammo situation is across the world. Oh, good Lord. Uh, I, I don't know that I would. I'm, I'm looking over there at my stash, and I don't know. I mean, it'd have to be your course for me to go to spend any of that ammo to go do it right, right yeah. now. So, uh <laughs> When did you, when did you decide, when did you get the idea that you wanted to do your own podcast? Because you're, I mean, in this realm, I mean, let's be honest here, the realm of precision rifle, even though there's podcasts popping up every day, the realm of precision rifle is small. It's not mm-hmm. like this is a, a, uh, a cooking podcast. Everybody cooks. This yep. isn't a politics. Well, uh, tons of people, you know, millions and millions and millions are hopefully, uh, of people follow politics. This right. is a very, very small, small niche corner of the world, uh, and and as saturated as it is, uh, they're not all created equal. If I'm, yeah. a, you know, um, but what you know, you're on, you've been on about every precision rifle podcast that there is. Uh, so, but what made you want to to go out and say, you know what, I'm gonna do one that I want to do and do it my way. When, when did that happen? And, and what kind of gave you that, that idea of doing that? Well, first of all, before I even get into that, I want to applaud you for recognizing how small this community is, you know, because you're right. You're absolutely right. It's a, it's a niche portion of firearms. You know, when you compare it to other, other things, and when you compare it to other sports, it's a very, very small sport. Um, it, it, I guess on on our side of the house, we didn't necessarily just do it, you know, for the the competition shooter. You know, we didn't, you know, necessarily do it just for the hunter or just for, you know, the military guy or the police guy or government agency guy. We wanted it to be for everybody because there's so much crossover in them. You know, things are, you know, things are a little bit different. One of the things that, you know, I I try to explain this, you know, is if I drive from here to Corpus in my wife's car and then I come back and I drive from here to Corpus in my truck. I've done the same thing twice, but I've driven those vehicles too very differently. You know what I mean? And so the, the, the impetus for putting on the podcast, you know, it had come up, you know, that, um, I don't, you know, the, uh, all the other ones out there and like you, you know, Frank and Kayla all doing really, really good jobs on it, you know, but well, rifles only is we have never advertised, you know, we, we just don't. Um, the only time you'll see our advertisement is on the back of a t-shirt which is a fundraiser for the first responders in Kingsville. You know what I mean? So they'll put our logo up there because we donated some money, um, things like that. And I wanted an avenue where people could actually come in and, and hear what we're doing down here um, because everybody skins that cat a little bit differently. And uh, man, you just, you can't get, you can't get logged in or locked into just one particular way of thinking. And, uh, that's the way we are rifles only you know we've been very very adaptable over the years we've been adaptable to new gear that comes out new techniques that come up but even though in spite of all of that there's one thing that's never ever going to change and that's the fundamentals of marksmanship and yeah they're never going to change and you know now i'm hearing some people out there that are kind of you know i'm not going to get into it too much but kind of discounting the fundamentals a little bit. You know, what they're saying is, okay, I want to go in and I want to get this rifle and I want to do this with weights. And, you know, we're shooting a, a six millimeter gun that weighs 24 pounds. And, you know, the, on the competition side of the house, that to me, that that has turned into that has turned into tactical bench rest. You know what I mean? It's like... Well, it has, it has obviously become a game 
in and of itself in its own thing from from what it originally well a and was intended to be and Mm -hmm. b what it what it actually was in practice as well right if you go back to your matches way back when they started they look nothing like they do today no they don't and uh, whenever i say that i don't want you to think that i'm like bashing that i'm not you know what i mean no i I understand it's just it is what it is they've turned into what they turn into and And it still takes skill you know but it's, it's different and all of my friends that I have in the industry that are coming up with these products that people are buying and employing at competitions, I, I love it. You know what I mean? Because I'm a capitalist. This is America. And I want I and it has grown the sport. There's more people in it now. Um, and, and there's really nothing wrong with that. But not long ago, well, it was the Monday before Thanksgiving. I had the opportunity to go and shoot an elk. And nice. I opted that I was going to do it not necessarily the traditional way bow and arrow, but I went with a lever action Marlin 4570 with iron sights. And it was like, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I've got, you know, I have the, I got the 300 wind mags. I got the 308s. I got the six, five, I got the six, you know, any of those, any of those caliber choices would have been fine. I mean, it's a matter of, you know, hitting the heart, but I thought, man, you know, you're, you're always preaching that it's about the fundamentals. Well, I tell you what, that Marlin lever action 4570, it is not forgiving, and you better drive those fundamentals absolutely perfectly. And uh, I did got a, a one-shot kill, and um, I'm real proud of that. You know, and I'm definitely enjoying, you know, the meat with that animal. Because <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah elk, elk is that prized possession when oh, it comes yeah. to the meat market. You know, and not, but you just you just said though you went you went as traditional as you could have gone with centerfire ammunition with a a a a rifle i mean that's as as traditional as you go yeah that's the equivalent to me is is shooting going longbow hunting you know trad trad bow i mean that's the trad bow of the rifle of the firearm world and minus minus round ball musket you know what i'm saying yeah flint lock but i don't own any of those but i did own this 40 45 70 so that's what i went with that's cowboy shit yeah well you know that's the thing i wanted to do it that way just just before you know just for me but I don't have, you know, back to, you know, why it was on the podcast, you know, I want people to understand that, you know, here's a great example. We had a guy in the class that we did two weeks ago, and this guy is very, very experienced. Um, like, you know, that level guy, you know, yeah. uh, who's just retired and everything else. So what he brought to the class was a savage that was state of the art about 1995. Top mm. loader, uh, no muzzle brake, savage. A caliber. That, uh, 308, non-braked. He didn't he was not at any disadvantage in the in the class with other guys that were shooting, you know, the latest and greatest. And right. it just goes I mean, he came in here and he smoked this class. And but he was he was an absolute disciple of having the proper fundamentals and he could he could drive that savage like nobody's business. I mean I looked down at what he was shooting on groups and I was just like, holy smokes, man, that is awesome. And the other people in the class were as well. They were saying, yeah, at first it was, it's impossible. You can't shoot that well with that gun. All right. Well, the bullet doesn't lie. You know, believe the bullet. The bullet said he's just he's he's smoking this thing. That's kind of the podcast. You know, I I want people to know that, yeah, we, we, we can go and get, you know, all this really good equipment. And I'm brother. I just ordered up the new A.I., you know, the. The ATX, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm all about, I'm all about the latest and greatest. Don't get me wrong, but I'm also about those guys that 
are not shooting that. You know, they are shooting a hunting rifle or they are shooting, you know, other things. Then we wanted to bring in the 22 as well. And so I needed a platform to be able to, to talk about that, to try to get more people involved. And just knowing that, hey, you know, you don't have to be, you know, a military sniper with the greatest military gear. You don't have to be, you know, a top level competitor that has every whiz bang gadget and best rifle, best scope out there. You can still be effective with other things. Those, there's nothing wrong with those things. Like I said, I, I just ordered up that gun. And believe me, I'm like a like a, a, a little girl on Christmas Eve. I can't wait till that rifle gets here, man. I'm so excited. But on the other side. The, the, the other weapons excite me too. You know, the other ones, the, you know, the Remington 700 straight, you know, those guns, I don't know. There's, there's just a lot of reasons that we wanted to get in here. Other things that we wanted to talk about and mainly, mainly bring it back to say, Hey, we're going to focus on the fundamentals. And so 22 side of the house, you know, was a big factor in it, you know, and, and mm-hmm. Dave was really pushing this for the 22 side of the house. And, you know, I, I grew up on rimfire and then, you know, I took it out. Uh, we got one, we got one the other day, one of the, the newer ones, and I put a, a six hour Tango six on it and I was putting a zero on it at uh, at 50 yards and I was shooting Lapua ammo in it. And man, you know, I was sitting over there and I was, you know, driving those fundamentals, you know, going really good and, you know, stacking these bullets at 50 yards. And then I thought, you know what, for the sake of learning, let's start screwing stuff up. So deliberately, I started to mess up one fundamental or the other. I tell you what, that 22 is one unforgiving bitch. It'll, t- that, it'll tell on you quick. Yeah, it'll they, tell they on you tell real, on. real quick. And so if we can get these 22 shooters in here uh, and we're doing this with, with voodoo through the rifles only in the voodoo Academy and, and with some competitions we're doing, we get some people to do some training on this. And at some point they want to, they want to segue into centerfire, man, if they're, if they can smoke it with the 22 and they go up and they shoot, start shooting centerfire where they have advantage of a heavier bullet and three times the velocity, they are going to be absolutely incredible in centerfire, you know, if they can own the rimfire. And so, I don't know. Maybe some people don't want to segue into center fire. They just want to stay with rim fire. And, and that's fine. I know a lot of shooters who were hardcore center fire. And now all they do is 22. So, well, it, yeah, the, the way you can look the at the dip. Exactly. The way you can look at the difference is of, of, of somebody that would or wouldn't want to get out of 22 into center fire is, is what they're wanting out of it. Right. It, sure. To some people, it's not, they don't hunt. Mm-hmm. They don't compete. You know, they don't compete, uh, but they like the idea of whether it be a 22 or a bow or fucking darts. It doesn't matter. It, right. They like the idea of sending this thing to hit that thing and how well they can do that. Right. And so yep. if that's what you're if that's what gives you, you know, your shits and giggles, then then why move away from it? You know, yeah, 22 exactly. is well, when everything is all the same, uh, 22 is cheap. Yep. I mean, you, you never walk away with a headache. It doesn't nope. beat your shoulder up. It, yep. it, you know what I'm saying? And you can never burn a barrel out. You nope. can shoot it all day, all day long, and you're out, you know, 15, 20 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and yet exactly. you're, you're accomplishing what you want to accomplish, which sure. is from where I am to there, I want to be able to hit this target as either as precise as possible or I want to hit the smallest target possible. Yeah. And then us guys, we like to use 22 for basically the budget way of training for the thing that we really like, which is either a hunting or b a centerfire competition. So sure. there, there's space for one or the other or both. You don't have for to. Sure. You, so, and that's why I think the 22 thing has become its own monster. It and has. It's, it's become its own thing, its own craze. 
And and now the 22s that are you know out now, like the the Voodoo's and the the Remex stuff and all these other ones. I mean, they're just it's like stupid accurate. I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't even make sense that that's the that's the the 22 of old. It's it's just it's amazing what they can do now with that little cartridge. And it I mean, you, the ELR guys, I mean, holy shit. You got people out there with six Creedmoors that have uh, struggle hitting targets at 500. You got Bamas with 22 long rifle out there smoking it. And with like, what, 28 mils of dope dialed on or something like that? I mean, it, yeah. that that's impressive. You know, it is. It is. And the scales, the scales match. I mean, like, you know, between from this distance with a 22 is equivalent to this distance with a 6.5 Creedmoor, you know? And it, it scales so that's it's, it's awesome training and then it's fun in of itself because like you said me and you can be having a conversation that we're having right now at the same volume that we're having right between two different shooters shooting 22 and we would never know the difference i know and you know one of the things we've been during the center fire you know stuff that's been going on out here at rifles only we've been pulling out 22s just so people can kind of play with it and the reaction is always a huge smile and a little laugh you know what i mean it's like yeah like, like holy fun. shit <laughs> yeah, I like that a little mischievous laugh because yeah. they know you just spent about like two grand of their money, That's, <laughs> and you whip out the voodoo and let them let them shoot that. You just spent yeah. a lot of their money. Yeah, yeah, they're they're hooked at that point. I mean, like like they're hooked like a fish, and so and it's good though, man. It's really good. You know that that um that other crew over there. I think they call it the Mid Atlantic Rimfire Series. I'm not sure if you're familiar or not. I'm not. Yeah, 53 matches or no, yeah, 58 matches this year. And that's just, wow. that's just over there on the East Coast, and you know they're they're filling them. I mean, yeah, twenty two has exploded. It has absolutely exploded, and for good reason. For all the ones you just said. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, I've got I've got a five year old, and mm-hmm. he's he's shot my dasher before, um, mm-hmm. prone. But uh, I mean, the, obviously, length of pull is too long. He had his his. This tells you anything about shooting a little a br base cartridge. If a five year old can throw his arm over the top of the cheek rest. <laughs> to get the get to be able to see the target and then shoot and doesn't get scoped there is no recoil to any of these little six br base cartridges so you know That's he had truth. nothing he had nothing to stop that rifle from coming backwards right towards his face and it didn't matter it moved like an inch and yep. but anyway uh i've got him i built him a little uh the ruger precision i don't i forgot what it's called like the rpr 22 version Yes, sir. Got him one of those, and I'm gonna get him uh, shooting that this summer. And my goal is to have him around that that eight and nine year old range competing in centerfire matches. Yeah. Absolutely. So this is the absolute best, most efficient, most fun, uh, least stress stressful way of introducing a child into firearms. Oh yeah. Or sure. an adult. Or an adult. Yeah. You know, I mean, hell, I mean, there's people who've never fired a gun at all, but they're interested in it. And and that's the, the easiest way to segue them in to, to firearms in general, whether it be yep. pistol or, or carbine or uh, a precision rifle. You know what I'm saying? I agree. It's, this is the best way to do it. I agree. I agree totally, man. I really agree with you. Just wish there was never a big run on well, all ammo, but. Even like the 22 ammo. I mean, I, I can't stand the the state that we're in with the ammo situation. But yeah, here we are. Yeah, it is. It's off the chart, stupid. Mm. So, 
You've also got the Coyote series. Now, tell, talk to me about that. Tell me what, what, how you cook that up, and and why why Coyote? Okay. Um, well, Assassin's Way, you know, as you as you've mentioned, you know, and and other people, we had to put it off to 2022 because you know 2020 was you know just a shit year for everybody. And uh, nobody knew what was going to happen. Now we're rolling into 2021, and we really don't know what's going to happen. But we delayed it for a year. I had um, I had spoken to almost 70 people, and they were like all jacked up about Assassin's Way, but just the climate that was going on, the economic climate in the U.S. You know that was happening. Political they kind of climate. felt like they needed to wait. Say again. I said, and the political climate as yeah, well. Yeah, and the political attached climate. With that. Yeah, exactly. That's almost but, as important. Oh, uh, if not more so. Anyway, uh, I think one leads to the other, but well, that's another conversation. Anyway, what I wanted to do was go ahead and do Battle of the Coyote. And Battle of the Coyote is just a three-day match. Um, it's going to have all the same skills as Assassin's Way, um, just done in one location. And the reason it's called Battle of the Coyote is because Coyote Rim is the area that we're conducting it. And it's you know, up in Colorado. And so it's like the the Coyote Rim Ranch. And so we wanted to come in, uh, do like a miniature Assassin's Way. You know, I I really, really want to make, I, I really want to, I want Assassin's Way, I really want to do that. You know what I mean? I want to put that on for people. And yeah, kind of, it's kind of selfish because I knew I couldn't do it in 2021, but I didn't think that I could wait until 2022 to do something similar. And so this is just basically a miniature Assassin's Way. And so if you get a chance to look at it, it's on the website. Um, days one and two are, uh, it's going to be land navigation, just a very small bit of marksmanship, but land navigation, uh, target detection, range estimation, Kim's game, situational awareness, That's and that's no electronics for days one and two. And then day three is electronics. That's where we're going to focus on the marksmanship. There'll be a little bit of marksmanship on days one and two, but not near as much as on day three. And again, you can complete the course with 40 rounds and you'll go home with rounds, but we're also going to have um, a little bit of pistol in it. And so we just wanted to create this. It's coming up on June 17th, 18th, 19th. And if you can sign up for it at the rifles only website, call me again, I'll give out my number 361-522-4165. If you want to compete in coyote, uh, let me know and call me. I, I hate to use this word, but I kind of have to screen you a little bit. And the reason is, is I want to make sure that you do know how to land nav because I don't want to, I don't want anybody to put themselves in danger. And yeah, a lot of people the say, helicopters okay, out there looking for them. Yeah, exactly. And I just want to make sure that, you know, they do have, you know, some bit of experience of reading the map and compass, you know, so that, you know, it, it the match will flow uh, on this one. I'm planning on ending it <clears throat> during the days between, you know, one and two o'clock and then just kind of hang out. I'm only taking 15 people for it. Uh, entry fee is 750. Uh, then we're putting out uh, first place is 4,000. Second place is 3,000. That's awesome. And, you know, yep. there was there was actually a lot of talk when Assassin's Way, short, well, I'd say shortly after Assassin's Way was uh, was basically um, um, announced or whatever, that that people would love to do a mini. Like they thought that they they'd love to do the main Assassin's Way, but they thought it'd be really cool to do like a miniature a miniature version. So like the call for this was already out there. Oh yeah, and 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 I think. I think given, I know you came up with Assassin's Way first, 
and you wanted to get that done this year, but like you've said, all the reasons why it just it doesn't make logistical sense. Um, the it'd been cool. It's it's kind of cool how it's working out that this happens first. Yeah, so it's because you may get somebody be like, I don't. I was on the fence maybe about it with the, yeah. with the buy-in to Assassin's Way, but seven fifty, I'll do that. And then you may or whether they do well or not, they'd be like, man, I love that. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm 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 in for Assassin's Way, you know what I'm saying? Right. So you're you're already oh, yeah. getting you know, somebody in there. Hopefully, I mean, honestly, I hate to say it, but if there's 15 spots, hopefully they're not all filled with people that are already going to be doing Assassin's Way. I'm hoping it's going to be people that like when I mentioned people that were on the fence about it to then get pushed over the yeah. fence to where they're going to do it now. Well, you know, the thing about it is, there's, you know. I know that everybody, you know, everybody has a mouth and there's a lot of people out there, for lack of a better term, just like to hear themselves talk. And um, whenever that we came up with Assassin's Way, there was every excuse not to do it. You know what I mean? It's too long. It's too expensive. It's too this. And I think that those were the people that were never going to do it anyway. You know what I mean? I think that it was kind of intimidating. All right. Well, here's a miniature version. Yeah. You know, put up a shut up. down. Yeah. yeah. Much scaled those down. people need to be the first ones to, 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 to uh, sign up for it. Oh, yeah, I agree. And the thing about it is if, if it turns out that, you know, we, we fill this one, I can do another one the very next weekend. You know what I mean? That's not a big deal. Exactly. Well, and have so, you thought about making this a series? Like, actually maybe doing that? Ah, I would love to. I would absolutely love to. And, you know, the, I, it's, just a, it's just a matter of getting the dates down. You know, there's some, there's some other contractual obligations that i got to take care of, and I, I want to be able to focus 100% on whatever I'm doing right there at that time. You know, if I, you know I don't want to be saying, okay, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm here at this, but, you know, they're, they're getting ready to start up a Battle of the Coyote, and I can't do that because i got to finish this, you know, before I can fly up there, and i got staff up there doing it. I just want to be able to focus as much as I can on it so that everything we do is as close to perfection as we can get. And um, I, I think that that, I think, you know, I, I just really feel like we can do it as a series in different places, and it may turn out that that's what we do, but this is the one to just kind of throw out there and, that I truly wanted to see, you know, I mean, you, you heard it as well. I mean, you heard it from people saying, Oh, it, it's too much time. It's too much money, but I would really love to do it, you know, because I know I can do it. I, you know, all right, man, here it is. Here it is here. It's right here. It's on a platter right in front of you. You know what I mean? It's, it's not really expensive and the payoff is pretty good. And all those skill sets are there. And, you know, if you're thinking about doing assassin's way, you're probably going to get a preview of exactly everything you're going to see in assassin's way. So on a, on a smaller scale, right? Yeah. On a smaller scale. So let's, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And, and unless your excuse for not shooting a sat or, or signing up for assassin's way was, I literally can't do it, which would be mine. Right. I don't know shit about fuck when it comes to land nav. I know nothing about it. I'm from East North Carolina. Anywhere I need to go, I can just pretty much see cause it's flat. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, uh, I know nothing about it. Uh, it would not make sense for me to 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 sign up for either one but i'm also admitting that if you if yep. if you're like oh i'd love to do that that's something right in my alley but and then list all the excuses you just listed then right. well here's your shot take it yeah get here's on board. Your shot yeah and yeah. i i really I, I wish there was more spots available just so that you could fit a larger realm of people in it meaning Assassin's Way competitors that are that are already signed up or planned they're they're going to sign up. You've got people that are sitting on the fence about that I mentioned, and then these people that we're talking about now, the the naysayers about it or giving 
whatever said excuse of why not. Well, yeah. we've, we've got room for all of you, you know, yeah. that, that yeah. kind of thing. And so you, you have no reason not to come. Like, oh, well, they're filled up before I found out about it. You know what I'm uh, Well, that necessarily won't happen because I, I get to the point where I'm getting close to filling. I'll schedule another one a month later and another yeah. one a month later. So uh, yeah. there's, there's no excuse not to do it. I mean, I could definitely get all of the 45 people that would be in Assassin's Way done this summer on a miniature Assassin's Way, you know, Battle of the Coyote. We can damn sure do that. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, I, I hate to be, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, call people out or anything else, but maybe in, maybe in that small part in the back of my brain, I am, you know, cause I heard a lot of people come up with a lot of excuses, you know, saying, you know, it was this, it was that, you know, too much time off. And I get it. Assassin's way is a huge, massive, massive commitment. Imagine putting on Assassin's way, you know, that's the huge commitment, um, you know, and, and from a lot of people, you know, from a lot of people who are really experts in this field, but you know, if you want to, you want to kind of show what you got, you know, and then, then again, you know, that's, that's a one in 15 chance for four grand, you know what I mean? A one in 14 chance for three grand, not necessarily bad for three days, you know? No, not at all. And that's the thing too, that you hear people, well, yeah, well, I guess you, I don't know if you hear them say it or not, but you know, they're all thinking it. the, the people that are constantly winning and winning these PRS and NRL matches. Well, well, why do they well when they put in all the practice and they're very good at this game but the why do they put in the practice at it well a lot of them is because they want to get good they want to win they want to walk the prize table not because they need this or that off the prize table because they want to shoot for free they Mm -hmm. want to liquidate what they get off a prize table and because of money they'd like, oh i'd love to just have money on on the prize table instead of so i don't have to hawk this scope on sniper's hide on monday uh, well, here's your money match. This is, and, yep. and it, it fits all of those. It checks all those boxes. Yeah, so it really does. That, and so that's awesome. You know, we're uh, we're, we're going to be hosting some matches, and uh, me and Jeff actually uh, mentioned maybe even getting in your ear a little bit about it just to get some ideas and stuff. But uh, we're we're going to be uh, holding some. What we're doing here locally, Jeff, my my shooting partner, one of my best friends, he he owns 125 acres here. And we've got, I mean, it's all it is, the range. We've got mm-hmm. steel out to a thousand, and we he's put in thousands of dollars in mulching and cutting down trees, clearing out stuff, or putting in a new road right now. Um, we're going to be, our goal is to be uh, a destination that is different from everywhere else, meaning to the type of match that we hold. Mm-hmm. We, want to, we want to be able to hold a match. Uh, well, hold a lot of matches, but in a lot of these matches be this way. We want to hold a match that you can go shoot. It's low pressure. It's cheap to get in, 60 bucks entry fee. But then once the match is over with, you can then go back and work on that stage and shoot that. If you want to empty five mags off of that barricade or off of that prop or, or, or what, how, whatever it may be, you can mm-hmm. then go back and do it. So it's kind of like a, a training match. Yeah. Um, and then, so we're going to, we want to do that, but we also want to do, uh, once we get some of those matches under our belt, we want to hold a, a strictly money match. Hey, here's your mm-hmm. entry fee. A hundred percent of your entry fee is going into the pot. You know, we're, yeah. we're not, we're not doing this for a money making venture. We want to, to, to offer something that's not available around here. And we, uh, so, Hey, the first prize may be if there's a hundred shooter first prize may, uh, may be like $3,000, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the second place is, is this and that, um, because 
that does away with the whole worry of, oh, I got to get a prize table together. I got to call Vortex, Night Force, Schmidt and Bender. I got I got to call RCBS, Hornady, all these companies. No, the the shooters are funding the prize table, which is literally yep. envelopes with cash in it. Yeah. So yeah, we may we, we may get in touch to, when it gets closer to time of setting up a course of fire, some stuff because we want it, the course of fire to be different than your average PRS NRL as well. But we're sure. also limited by space, uh, yeah. you know, yardage, you know, for now. Well, I, I'm happy to do that. I'd love to. I'd love to go out there and do a couple three day courses on center fire and room fire at the same place if that's possible. Absolutely, it is. I'll put you in a hotel and you're. You're good as you do whatever it is you want and, and use that space in which you know you see fit. Okay. That would be that'd be awesome. We'd love to have you. We'd be honored to have you here. Cool. Um, I'd love to go. Yeah. So another thing when you when you messaged me the other day, you said when we talked about this podcast, you wanted to talk about kind of a current state of affairs we are in as a nation. And 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 if you don't mind me saying uh, in specific, you said, I want to talk about freedom. And I was yeah. like, that's my favorite topic. <laughs> so, yeah, man. What, what's going on with the freedom nowadays? I mean, what's really going on with it? I mean, I'm, 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 um, I'm real, real disturbed about the election. Um, I know that there's, I'm not alone in that. There's 74 million other people that just like me, at least, if not more. Yeah, there's more than that. Yeah, I know. And, you know, I've got, you know, I, 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 rifles only been around a long time and we've gotten a lot of different clients and some of those clients are in the legal profession and they have told me unequivocally, unequivocally, without a doubt, the result wasn't correct. Well, we all know that. And even yeah. a lot of people on the left know that. There's a lot of voters, honestly, and I wish they were louder, but they never will be. Yeah. There's a lot of voters who voted for Biden that look at it like, oh, like they, they have the ability to be objective and say that dog don't hunt. Yeah, Something, exactly. Something's gone bad in the milk. Oh, and, you know, the thing about it is, look at this. What what? How many executive orders are we up to right now? And what is it, February 2nd? It's, no, it's 3rd. February 3rd. How many executive orders are we up to now? I don't know. It was 14 signed day one. I think it's in the 50s or more. Yeah. And so then uh, all of these things, they shut down Keystone Pipeline. The freaking pipe fitters union, these welders and pipe fitters that are up there working this, they endorsed Biden. And he hadn't even, he got inaugurated and hadn't even gone to sleep and shut down that pipeline. There's like 11,000 direct jobs within, in, there's, it's incalculable how many indirect jobs are gone just from that just boom swipe with a pin yeah and you know the 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 a part of me says good that's who you endorsed now yep. you made your bed you lay in it but the problem with that line of thinking is there's a whole bunch and i, I don't know i've never been a part of a union i don't know anybody in m many unions at all union jobs but from what i hear and read there's a very, very large, if not even majority, of the union members. They're only union members because they have to be, they or else to. they don't work. They do not subscribe to that at all. When they all got the letters basically saying it from their union, basically saying we're endorsing candidate Vice President Joe Biden for president, they were, they were like, 
I had no say in this. No, of course they didn't. They I, didn't have I, any I'm say fucking in it. voting for Trump. Yeah, they didn't have any say in it. But that union, you know, is just like anything else. You know, you got you got the people that work in the streets and then you got the bureaucracy that deals with D.C. all the time. I mean, they're we see it constantly. Yeah. I mean, it, we see it all the time. And the 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 way that these people think is so completely opposed to the worker in the street. I mean, it, it, I look at that, man. What Biden Biden gets, uh, you know, 35 people at a rally. You know what I mean? And then my town right here, Kingsville, Texas. 25,000 people every Sunday evening leading up to the election, they would go and have one of those like the car parades for Trump and like 3,000, 4,000 cars in this little small podunk town that I live in. I love this town. Absolutely. We're but just not that big. And then yeah. where, where were the where were the Biden, you know, car parades? You know, where there's were more the- people in the lobby at the local proctologist than there was at a Biden rally. Yeah, man, it was crazy. Okay. It was insane. But, but what is that what is that going to mean now when we've got, you know, democratic control of all three, all three branches and we're gun guys, dude. You know what I mean? There's no there's no checks. There there is no checks and balance in nope, this case. There's not. You know, and and here's the difference. And here's the sad difference. There was in, in 2016 Republicans had the White House. Mm-hmm. They had the Senate, and they had the House. All of them for two and years. What did they do? Not much. Not shit. No, they didn't do shit. Now, good for the Democrats. Yeah, but you wait and see the difference of 2016 to 2018 to from 2020 to 2022. That's yeah. if anything even changes in 2022. And they may keep all all three branches yeah, it's possible i don't know man i don't know so what the the way i've i've said it and i've said this way 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 before this election i'm talking like when trump got elected back mm-hmm. in 2016 2017 i've said you're looking at the the last republican president this country will ever see yeah uh, whether it's one or two terms he's yeah. the last republican president and i'm not even a republican I'm I'm a libertarian, but there's also I don't claim the Libertarian Party either because they are they go down some wacky holes. So I I, I belong to nobody. But the what what the what the plan is is since they cheated and got away with it in this election, they will never have to cheat again because they will import the vote. And yep. then, then they have they'll give legal citizenship, the right to vote to all the people who want anybody and everybody who wants to come into here, and uh, they will get the legitimate vote from illegitimate voters, meaning they should have never been citizens. But they will get the vote. They'll never have to cheat. They'll run the cleanest campaigns in history because they don't have to cheat anymore. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, is Biden didn't campaign because he knew he didn't have to. And the fix was in. I mean, he yeah. he got caught on camera saying it. Yeah, I, I mean, know it. he said it. And one of the most disturbing things was he sat there and said, when when asked with with sitting right beside Kamala Harris, when he was asked, now what happens if there's a, a difference of opinion or or you know between the two of you on on any given subject? Now, when you have dementia, early onset, and I have that. I'm it, uh, very intimately in my family, so I know what it's like. But when you have that, uh, or bare minimum cognitive decline, you don't know when 
to shut the fuck up mm-hmm. and, and when to to say what you need to and not say what you don't need to. He already see plain plain as day, you know, spell it out for the entire world to see. He said, "Well, you know, we'll talk about it if she comes with me with option A, B, C, and D, and I like option A and B, and and we, you know, she likes C and D better than, uh, you know, I'll I'll you know come down with an illness and and I'll step down and and she will take a, and the look on her face when she said that the camera was on both of them. She was like this. Yeah, like, oh, I know." So, like I'm gonna kill you when this camera turns off. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, she told on herself. I mean, she should have just like laughed it off and like interrupted him, you know, from yeah. the jump street. But she didn't. And I mean, he spelled it out, and that wasn't a lie. That no. wasn't. Uh, no, he spoke the truth that he didn't know he was he wasn't supposed to say at that moment. Oh, I know. And, and that's exactly what happened. Well, and for sure. you know where you're gonna see. I mean, just look at just the optics of what's going on right now in D.C., like physically what's going on in D.C. right now with why is there still a fence, a barbed wire fence around the whole Capitol? And you've got, quote, quote, the chief of Capitol Police requesting that it stay permanently. Bullshit. I think I own that house. Thank you. Yes, you do. So do I. Yeah. And yet. And and what it's it's almost like the fucking Vatican now. Yeah. They've got the walls up around. It's completely protected. That way, you the commoner can't come in and voice your opinion without us approving and letting you in through the gate here. Oh yeah. It, just the optics of it is horrible, but even the reality of it is horrible because I mean now they feel it. It's almost like a a green light for them to to be as just disgusting as they want to be in Washington. And there's, there's no, there's no repercussions to them. No, they're not even hiding it anymore. You know, that's no, the deal. They're, they're, they're not, not hide it. they don't have to hide it. No, they don't. They Who's sure don't. Gonna do anything about it. The media. <laughs> no, Who's the check on them. There's nope. no check them at all. Nope. Nope. And, and yet me and you are here. Well, a to foot the bill. Yep. But B, just to deal with it, bend over and take it in the ass and hoping they splat some lube on it. No. No, that ain't happening. No. And, you know, this is just uh, oh, one of Biden's uh, order um, executive orders that he passed day one directly affected me with the rent moratorium. Extended mm-hmm. it to uh, March 31st. Mm-hmm. With I've got people that whom I and I'm talking <coughs> about on this podcast. I've got people who have never missed a paycheck, not one, since COVID started, that knew that they could get away with it. They decided to print out a letter that a five-year-old with an internet connection could find and then hand it to me, and then they ha- they owe me rent since May of yeah. 2020. And he yeah. just extended that to March 31st. With no stipulations. To- okay, I'm okay with a rent moratorium for people that they can prove and it shouldn't take much, but they can prove that they were financially affected by COVID, that yeah. they were that they lost their job or a bare minimum cut hours of their job or or this, that, and the third. If you can do that, then look, I wouldn't even take you to court anyway because I'm not that type of person. But in some but some people would be. They don't crush right. it. I'm okay with doing something like that, but when there is no stipulation, I could have $10 million in the bank, and if I just so happen to rent from somebody, I could print this out and never pay them a dime until uh, March, well, whenever they decide to end it, 
Okay, yeah. All it takes is for March 1st and say, you know what? COVID numbers are still up. We're going to extend this into June. Yeah. That's all it would take. And then you might be sitting in the same place a year from now. And I've got to still pay because of the the water and sewer situation with these buildings. I still have to pay the water and sewer. Right. I still have to pay the taxes. I mm-hmm. still have to pay the bank on the mortgage of the properties, but right. yet have no income coming in. Right. We're losing thirty grand a month. Yeah. A month thirty grand. Yeah. Well, you know, you're you're absolutely right. You know, and being that that same person right there that it's affecting, you know, talking on this podcast. But think about what happened with uh, hydrochloroquine. You know what I mean? Oh, it was. Oh, it was. It was. It was. It was fake science. Yeah. It was no good. It's got health risk. Something's been around for 150 fucking years. It's got <laughs> health risk. All this shit. And now, you know what? Let's try hydrochloroquine out. Exactly. Maybe exactly. some zinc. Azithromycin. Let's try that. Let's see if that works. I know. When it was all working, it was all working months and months and months ago. There were people out there that were able to get it and stuff like that, and it helped them. I mean, I know, I know several of them personally that you know knew doctors and they got it prescribed. I took it when it for my arthritis whenever I was young. You know what I mean? It's not there's, you know what it it can be really really related to is tonic water. You know, right? That I mean with quinine. I mean it's not. It's a malaria drug, you know. It's uh, it can be used for a lot of different things, and you know, it. Look at penicillin. Penicillin is used for how many different things? Oh my god! And oh my god! It, it, here we are. If you're not allergic to it, then there's no risk. But but it, it's got multiple uses. Same thing. Same thing with hydrochloroquine. And yeah. I'm not a doctor or or anything, but or a pharmacist. But God, by, by God, I can listen to plenty of doctors and pharmacists that are out there saying, "Hey, we have this option here now. It's already mass produced. Here, yeah. here it is. You know." And it's just just an example along the same lines. Uh, Roy Cooper, my shithead fucking governor, and mm-hmm. I hope this gets to him because he can suck a fat baby's dick. All I give a shit. Uh, but he is since this whole COVID thing before the election. Was been, I mean, as much as he could get away with in the state of North Carolina, because this isn't New Hampshire, this isn't California, this isn't New York, but mm-hmm. it, or, or Illinois with Chicago as the machine, he couldn't get away with but too much. But anything he could get away with, he did. As far as you know, locking things down, closing things early, doing this to schools. This whole time, he's been so like you know, listening to all the scientists about schools and the dangers of of kids giving it to the teachers and. All this stuff is spreading everywhere. Well, just now the election's over with, and honestly, COVID numbers in North Carolina actually have been going up as far as cases, not necessarily deaths, but cases. Right. So he just came on the TV the other day and said, we got to get kids back in school. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No fucking shit you do. We've been telling you that since the fall. But not only is that at the state level where you're talking about, but that's at the national level, too. I mean, they're they're going off the same thing. It's, it's a bunch of... Freaking hypocritical fucks. And, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. Clowns. Yeah, clowns. Now, where was this? Okay, so the media has actually been, you know, kind of putting their thumb right on Cuomo a little bit in the last couple of weeks. Where the fuck have they been in the last year? Where have they yeah. been? But they're here now, right? And so yeah. we're talking about when they're pre- kind of pressing him on the whole retirement community retirement home debacle where he sent them all to their deaths he finally comes out and pulls a line out of fucking hillary clinton's playbook well what difference does it make they're dead yeah i know what what exactly what did you just say on national television for real i I killed him and there's nothing you can do about it 
and there's nothing they're going to do to even nope. try to do about it. Because nope. guess what? He'll get reelected in uh, as governor of New York the next go around. I know. I know. That's the state we're in. And now you got, look, you've got a House bill that's trying to get pushed. It's passed some committees that's talking about the sale of firearms, that it is, uh, um, they're going to need a, um, a basically a psychological exam for a license to purchase firearms and ammunition. You're mm-hmm. going to do interviews with family members, coworkers, uh, employers and such. All of this shit, the ban of, of magazines that can hold more than 10 rounds with no grandfathering in or any other unconstitutional thing they want to do. Uh, they're talking about, about doing all, all of that now is what they're pushing. I know. I know. It's going to. Ah. Brother, I hate to do this. I'm supposed to have dinner with my students here in about five minutes. Man, well, tell you what, you give all your students my best. And tell them that Justin the podcast said congratulations. Absolutely. I had listen. Hey, a couple things I wanted to mention. I was talking to you about that before that dark corner concepts, you can the dark corner concepts.com. They're doing a real world sniper challenge, uh, April, uh, let's see, 23rd through the 25th, um, and of this year. So look those guys up dark corner concepts is they're basically doing a field craft match. You know, there's all kinds of, you know, the target detection range estimation, a little bit of land nav, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we're doing, uh, obviously we talked about battle of coyote and assassins way, but, the, check out their website for the voodoo rimfire series. You can get information on there uh, about the training as well. Um, yeah, th- those are the things that I wanted to get in. I, I want to, I want to reschedule right now. You tell me when, cause I was just getting fired up on this last conversation we were having. I'm just, unfortunately I got to go. Well, Jacob, I told you through text message, you have an open slot that's on retainer on the Just Heaven Senate podcast, because it's always a pleasure and honor to sit here and speak across the computer from you. Well, I appreciate, man. I really appreciate you having me on. I always really enjoy visiting with you. And uh, we're here within the next week. I'm going to let you know a time when I get you on my podcast as well. You name the date, brother. All right. I certainly appreciate it. And thank you. Thanks for putting this out. And thanks for having me. I'm honored to be able to be on your podcast and visit with you. You got it, brother. We'll talk at you soon, man. All right. Take care, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.